Hey everybody, welcome to the Weekender edition of the Muckrake Podcast with Jared Yates. Actually, I'm here with Nick Houseman. Just a, just a heads up, everybody. Later on in this episode, I have, and, and Nick, I just want to put you on notice, I have two irate rants that I'm going to go on because I, I am um, I'm hot about a couple of things. So if you are interested in hearing those and hearing this entire episode, you need to go over to patreon.com slash podcast in order to become a patron. Nick, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I can't complain about anything actually right now. And Biden's approval rating is creeping up into the mid 40s. Like this is. Um, I actually heard that on the radio, and I felt like a little, little, little ting in my my, my sparkle in my smile. Well, a little sparkle in your smile. Well. It, it might go up a little bit and things are a little bit tenuous right now. We need to go ahead and start this show off. Um, you know, in a bit, we got to talk about, I don't know, Republican governors shipping human beings around the country. We got to talk about Russia interfering in elections and democracy. And of course, we got to talk about Mike Lindell and the difference between Hardee's and Carl's Jr. But first of all, we got to do an update on a story that we've been following um, over the past couple episodes. There was an 11th hour deal that was made uh, between the rail workers unions and the railroad companies. Uh, it is not done. It is not put to bed. The rail worker unions have to vote in order to uh, approve this. There's a little bit of question about whether or not it's going to happen. We'll get into the specifics of everything in a second. But um, listen, Nick, have I been critical of Joe Biden on this podcast? Yeah. Have I been critical of the Biden administration? Sure. I have to tell you something. Joe Biden and the Biden administration in this situation with the uh, potential railroad strike um, really, really did some good work. And I, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, we had a situation here where Biden was personally involved. His labor secretary, uh, Walsh, was just absolutely uh, – I, I believe yesterday uh, – we're recording this on Thursday – they were in 20-hour meetings. This was a case, and we'll get into why this was such a good showing from the Biden administration. But as of right now, there is a possibility that uh, a historic railroad strike might be averted. It's amazing what gets done uh, 60 days out from a crucial midterm that will determine the fate of democracy, right? It really is, particularly when you're dealing with an industry that moves like over a quarter of, of all goods uh, and, and you're in a situation where the economy is sort of, uh, you know, on the precipice of falling into the abyss. It's it's really shocking how that makes you sit at a table for 20 hours. Uh, yeah. I mean, who would have thunk it? But thank goodness they did, at least for the Democrats point of view, because it would have been disastrous. It would be tough times. It really, really would. Um, just to get everybody up to speed in case they haven't been following this, uh, the rail workers of the United States of America have been uh, just absolutely summarily abused by their employers. Um, this is very, very reminiscent of what happened to truck drivers over the past couple of decades as their unions have been absolutely uh, hit one time after another. We're talking about people who enjoy maybe 10 days off a year. Uh, they have no sick days. Uh, they get penalized, possibly fired if they go to the doctor. If they have a family emergency, they're not able to schedule themselves to uh, get off and take care of things. Part of the issue in all of this is that the railroad companies, Nick, are running skeleton crews. They have absolutely pared them down to only the essentials. They're working people to the point of exhaustion, which, by the way, if you're keeping track, puts all of us in danger constantly. 
Um, and Nick, um, is it going to shock you to hear that the railroad companies are enjoying record profits as they're doing this? You know, I, I was about to say, I'm sure it's because there were austerity measures were really you know necessary because railroads are just you know dying in, in our new economy. But turns out they're not. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out you still need to get things around from point A to point B. You know, it, it's it, the rules or however they're operating. It sounds like circa like 1883, like seriously hadn't changed since then. And where they were like, I'm picturing people getting like, you know, beaten <laughs> for not showing up on time, like that kind of stuff. It, I mean, in the days of COVID now, the fact that you wouldn't have sick leave is is insane, especially because you're right. The the amounts of, uh, of danger involved in running the, that whole infrastructure is huge. At least you know he, they, Biden do didn't do what you know Reagan did with the air traffic controllers, which was fire all of them summarily. By the way, air traffic controls are pretty vital and pretty uh, dangerous thing as well. When you say, well, I mean, if you don't want planes zooming around in the sky, ramming into each other and killing everybody, I guess they're important. Yeah, yeah, and trains are even more so because they're on the ground. <laughs> so nonetheless, I love your power rankings there. It's yeah. more dangerous because they're on the ground. I, I guess think there's, there's well, I don't know if there's more of them. There's not more of them. Whatever it is, it seems I've see, I see I see trains going through the intersections a lot, and it makes me nervous. Do you do that when you drive through an intersection across the train tracks? Do you ever like kind of really I, look? I come from a railroad town, so uh -huh. I am I am very cognizant of railroads. Yes, yes. Although I, I also feel like as I'm up, you know crossing, you can't you never get a great vantage point a lot of the times, like through the buildings, whatever. So by the time you can really get a good look like down the track, it would be over. It wouldn't. You never know. It would be beneficial if the people who are operating these giant behemoths that can absolutely destroy everything mm. weren't overworked. They were able to have rest. They were able to be healthy. They felt good. They 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 weren't overstressed. And you know this is a situation. And and you'd brought up the idea of like them being beaten. The history of this country is built on railroad labor struggles. I mean, this is the type of thing, um, we don't really teach this in history class, this used to result in massive labor movements and massive labor organizations doing battle in the streets. I'm talking about fighting hand to hand with Pinkertons, with company men, with police. I mean, this type of back and forth has been going on as long as industrialization has. Yes. Do <laughs> you know what I'm going to play here? There we go. So much for trying to do it in the uh, smoothly. Do you recognize this? Yeah, I do. I, I was not expecting All right, I thought this would be a good background for while we're talking about the history of the railroads. Go on. Sorry. Forgive well, me. Well, yeah, to go along with this, you know, we talk a lot about how presidents sometimes don't have as much power as we always subscribe to them. But one of the things presidents are capable of doing is setting the tone and the tenor of discussion and the relationship between labor and employers. And, you know, in the past, the, the president was always the person who would, like, send the National Guard out there, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or send the army out there in order to sort of, you know, quote-unquote, tame these labor unions. Well, if a president doesn't go ahead and put their bully pulpit behind the employers, it changes things. Mm -hmm. And there's a giant message that has been pushed here, which is the Biden administration 
is not going to completely out of hand side with employers and go ahead and, and ensure that employees are going to show up to work or else they'll be fired and they have no bargaining. What Reagan did, and actually what Carter did, Carter had issues with the truckers as well. What we see with presidents over and over again is that they're able to put weight into the issue and change the environment. And, and I want to point out, these people weren't going to go on strike and possibly still go on strike because they wanted more money, Nick. That's not the problem here. They literally wanted one to three days mm -hmm. in order to go take care of emergencies, get medical care. And on top of that, they wanted consideration when it came to their health care premiums. This was a situation where the Biden administration took them seriously, got them at a table, and did not pressure them to help the employers. That changes a lot of things, and, and, and that can change history, honestly. It's a watershed moment for employer, yep. employees, excuse me. And uh, yep. it's, it's really been fantastic since COVID to see. Uh, and by the way, it, it, again, it's funny how when uh, suddenly you don't have a lot of workers who you can hire to do the jobs you nope. need, how they suddenly shift the priorities. Um, and it's about time. It really has, I, I mean, it had been the same way and the abuse had been this way, even though there's been a little bit of, you know, uh, advocations for, for workers' rights. But like, you know, since the beginning, since we founded the country, it's been that way. So this is a watershed moment. I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, uh, employers being held accountable for even their behavior as well, which is important. We just saw that with the Phoenix Suns as well in a way that uh, finally this old boy network is going to get dismantled, it looks like. Oh, it's, it's way, way overdue. And one of the things that happens, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that this is Teddy Roosevelt, you know, going out and supporting unions or necessarily breaking up trust. Although my lips to God's ears, please let it be that because it's what needs to happen. This is a watershed type situation. It could develop because we have so much burgeoning uh, uh, labor and solidarity energy. Nick, I'm going to give you a statistic here right now. American support of unions is at its highest point in decades. We're talking literally uh, the highest since 1965. 68% of Americans support unions and labor solidarity. I'm going to give you a couple other figures on this too, Nick. 90% of Democrats, which is important because the Democratic Party lost its way when it moved away from labor unions. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for the number of GOP who support unions? Yeah, lay it on me. 47%. That's amazing. That's a big number, is it not? Uh, I 47? Yeah, I mean, I would thought it'd be like 27, maybe, and then certain, only because of certain states, but that's amazing. That number is massive, really. When I was getting ready to take a look at this study, like I had, I, I'm with you. I thought it would probably be 15 to 20 percent, and even that I thought was going to have been like up from past numbers, which it would have been. In this case, we're literally talking about the population of the United States of America realizing things are so off balance that something has to shift. Now, unfortunately. Do you think that our media was up to the the task of covering the situation, Nick? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? What what was wrong? <laughs> well, it's because they, they they go from a wealth class perspective. Nick, every single article about the potential rail strike, which by the way they completely ignored until mm -hmm. the midnight hour, the possibility that it could completely interrupt the economy because that was their main concern. One article 
one piece of coverage, one segment after another, all they talked about was the economic impact, the poli- the political fallout that would happen. No mention of the actual material conditions for the workers at all because they were going to be the problem. And I'll tell you something else. The railroad companies, they understood that. They were already preparing to lock out the workers, knowing that the media was going to report it as a full strike as opposed to a lockout. Wow. Well, the only thing I'm wondering is, are they going to end up getting concessions from the government to subsidize some of these things? And if that's the case, in, in, you know, with the notion of record profits, that's just ridiculous and that shouldn't happen. I hope it, that Biden didn't make that kind of a deal. And we'll find out, I guess, soon enough. But that would be a shame. Yeah, because I mean, that that's the thing here is basically all of the aid that they're getting, all of the support that they're getting, all the profits that they're getting. I know this is going to shock you and our listeners, Nick. Uh, it's going to, you know, the corporate administrators, it's going to buybacks. It's 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 basically just being used in order to, uh, you know, basically line these people's pockets. And meanwhile, let's let's call this what it is. It's literally people who are being abused by a system. Um, your body suffers, your mental health suffers, your family suffer. Um, it needs to change, and you're exactly right. Like there, there is a possibility that this is going to fall on the government in order, you know, to you know provide some sort of support here or whatever. These people have, they absolutely have to start supporting workers, and this um, continual emphasis on sustained perpetual growth it does not work. You can't have record profits and then expect record profits on top of record profits because all it's going to lead to is exploitation. Well, the next uh, area they have to focus on after we get through the railroads is teachers. Yep. Um, you know, there's huge shortages of teachers now. I was a teacher. I was rough. It, I, it, I was never treated that well. And that's why I'm, one of the reasons I'm not still teaching. So, uh, you know, it, the, Here's a little news flash in case people don't realize if you want like good workers and you have to pay them a little bit, pay them a little bit more maybe than you had been. And I'll tell you what, like as a person who's been in the trenches just like you, you also have a choice, right? Like maybe you don't pay people as much as they're worth, but maybe don't like keep them in an environment that's miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Right. You can do both and you should do both, but at the very, very least, at least treat people with respect. The way that these rail workers, and by the way, the the reason why there's this massive teacher shortage that we've talked about is because these environments do not take in consideration their well-being. It doesn't take in consideration their bodies, their well, their their mental wellness. Right. It literally is squeezing every last drop of blood out of these people. And I can tell you, as a member of a family of, of miners, uh, factory workers, laborers, they're going to juice you for every bit they can get. And then what are they going to do? You go to the doctor, they fire your ass, right? Yeah. That's it. You're done. Next, next one up. Let's go and let's go. But this, this situation is fluid. We don't know what's going to happen, but there is a potential that something good can come out of this. Uh, Biden administration handled this the right way. They took care of business, at least on their end. But Nick, unfortunately, we have to talk about where shit's not getting done and people who aren't taking care of business and they're not actually making things better. And you've been listening to a free preview of our Patreon exclusive Weekender show. If you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week, not to mention exclusive content, uh, live hangouts, question and answer sessions. We're even going to do some of these live so you can come and watch how the sausage is made. All you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash muckrake podcast. On top of that, you get to hang out with the muckrake community, which are uh, 
really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash muckrakepodcast. We'll see everybody next week.